Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. You know, I'm on the road this week, uh, Washington, D.C., different pro-life events, uh, Maryland and New York, going into blue territory, obviously. Uh, and I, so I haven't been as much uh, spending time in the studios, but I wanted to bring you tonight one of our best recent programs uh, based on your feedback and the viewership. Uh, this is a, pro, a program that we originally titled No More Mr. Nice Guy. You know, we have to fight back. Uh, we have to fight back against the war that the left has declared on our values, on our freedom, on our very existence uh, as a nation. So I want to share with you again tonight what I said recently uh, on this topic and uh, allow you to, uh, if you missed it, uh, to uh, see it and uh, otherwise uh, to uh, delve into, because these things are worth repeating, uh, the important message about the fact that we have got to have very strong pushback against the left if we are going to save this nation. So uh, allow me to share with you tonight that special episode. I've got, uh, I want to share a message with you tonight that has just has been burning in my mind and heart for a very long time. And I've expressed it in various ways on, on, on many of these programs. And I know, I know from your comments and from uh, your commitments uh, to this cause, saving America and uh, standing up for our faith and our values and uh, defense of life, the unborn in particular, because they're the most vulnerable human beings. And if you can't respect them, you can't respect anybody. I know that you are on the same page with me when I say things like, you know what? No more Mr. Nice Guy. But I want to I wanna be very specific spiritually and morally as to what I'm talking about here, uh, because, of course, uh, you know, anything can be misinterpreted. But I want to start with some scriptures that show exactly what I mean, taking the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, whose example we always need to follow. But no more Mr. Nice Guy. Look, we are in a war. I don't care what people think that means that, that oh, well, this is terrible that you're saying that, you're inciting violence. We're doing no such thing. Uh, we are talking about the reality that some people hate us, hate our way of life, hate our faith, hate our freedom, hate our country, and we don't just stand back and let them destroy us. That's what I'm saying. And unless we can point it out, call them out, name the problem, and fight it with all our might, well, then guess what's going to happen? They are going to destroy us. We cannot let that happen. We will not let that happen. You know, there's a reason, even before I get to these scriptures and then and we'll pray and then I'll reflect on this more, but there's a reason that we just celebrated Memorial Day. There's a reason. Those who fought to the death, those who gave their very lives, for what? Did they die in vain? Of course not. They died to preserve the freedom that you and I know is essential for us a freedom that has to be defended in every generation, in fact, every single day. And it's a freedom that is based on principles 
that are worth fighting for. And this is my this is my point. Now I'm not saying we're going to have you know shootings in the streets or go to physical war in the streets like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that obviously, when there's an attack on our freedom, when there's an attack on the fundamental principles that are that are laid out for us in the Declaration of Independence and in the Bible. It's no more Mr. Nice Guy. You don't just sit back and smile and say, oh, well, I hope you come to the right view of these things. And think that that by sitting back and being nice, your enemies who are coming after you to destroy you are somehow going to scratch their heads and say, oh, oh, wait a minute. I, 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 I think I got it wrong. No. No. Let's go to the scriptures and see what our Lord. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to usually I read just one scripture. I want to read two tonight. And um let's see what's what's uh what we can learn here from our Lord. Uh Luke's Gospel, chapter eleven, starting in verse 37. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and reclined at table. The Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not first wash before dinner. And the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees, cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness, you fools. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But give as alms those things that are within, and you behold, everything is clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves and people walk over them without knowing it. One of the lawyers then answered him, Teacher, he said, In saying these things, you are insulting us also. And Jesus said, Woe to you lawyers also, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed. So you are witnesses, and you consent to the deeds of your fathers, for they killed them, and you build the tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that the blood of all the prophets shed from the foundation of the world may be charged against this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. Jesus knew whom he was speaking to, and he called them out strictly, and he insulted them. They said to him, you're insulting us. And he doubled down. He didn't back away and say, oh, I always have to be Mr. Nice Guy. You think Jesus was always Mr. Nice Guy? I don't know what gospel you're reading, but it's not this one. Some people think some people think that Jesus was always Mr. Nice Guy all the time. 
Of course we have our Lord forgiving the woman caught in adultery. This is what we all want to do. We want to bring the grace of God to those who are ready to repent. We want to bring the mercy, the forgiveness, the tenderness. But brothers and sisters, the point is that that is not the appropriate response in every circumstance that look let me let me let me let me explain it this way what do we want for every person we want every person to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth to repent to be forgiven of their sins and to be healed there's not a single person in the world that we are to hate or that we are to wish that they were condemned to hell But there are people in the world who hate us. And there are people in the world who want to destroy us. And there are people in the world who want to destroy what we believe in and what we stand for and what we have as gifts from our Lord. And you can't fight them by sitting back and letting them do it. You can't fight them by hoping that by you being nice, other people will see the evil that's going on and stand up and resist it. Resisting evil requires being exactly like our Lord was in these passages that I just read. In other words, while we want everyone to come to repentance, we recognize that some people are not approaching us in an attitude of, oh, please tell me, let me learn exactly what you people are about. Listen, for those who want to learn, we're not saying that it's wrong that they have the wrong ideas. There are a lot of very good people who have very bad ideas, but they have goodwill. You know, I talk about the Democrats, we talk about the Democrats, we we, we criticize the Democrats, as we should. But we know that there are many of our fellow citizens, maybe friends and family members of ours, who, who identify as Democrats, maybe they have all their lives, and they're just deceived. They don't have ill will. And there are many people out there who are willing to learn. And we have nothing but the utmost respect for such individuals, no matter how wrong they might be. And if they're willing to learn, we're willing to teach them with all patience and generosity and tolerance, as the very same scriptures indicate to us. But we are dealing also, and here's where we, so many of us, go wrong, especially in the religious community. We go wrong because there are a significant, and I would say growing louder and more arrogant, segment of our population who are not interested at all in what we have to say. They're not interested at all in repenting. They're not interested at all in dialogue. They're interested in one thing, and that is in destroying us. And we have to have the wisdom and the courage, as some of you are pointing out here, to fight back and to push back. Let me look at another passage here. And um, it has to do with, um, well, this is from Matthew 16. Okay, reading the signs of the times. Matthew 16 begins this way. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, and they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. And he answered them. When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. 
Listen to what the Lord is saying. He wants us to be wise, wise as serpents. He wants us to be wise to be able to see the difference between a calm sky and a stormy sky. We have to have the wisdom. The, 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 the Christian life is not just about gentleness and kindness. It's also about wisdom and prudence to be able to distinguish the situations that we are in. I'm not saying we can judge a person's soul. I'm saying that when people stand up and do the kind of evil that's on full display in our America today, that we have got to be able to call them out. And we can't win these battles by always being Mr. Nice Guy. Let me read one more scripture, and then we'll go into prayer, and then I'll comment a little bit more on this. Here I am now in Luke chapter 14. And Jesus says, starting in verse 27, these are his words, Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, in building a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, or whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 men to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. In other words, what the Lord is saying here is, understand the signs of the times, Understand how to interpret the situation you're in. Understand when the enemy is the enemy and not somebody who is asking your forgiveness. Look, if somebody asks your forgiveness, hey, I was wrong. I'm sorry I offended you. I used to fight against you. Look at St. Paul. I used to fight against your way of life. I tried to destroy you people. But now I've seen the light and I'm sorry. Are we to forgive them? Of course. How many times? An infinite number of times. But we're talking about people who are not interested in being forgiven. They're not interested in repenting. They're interested in destroying us. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm not going to sit back. Look, I have respect for people who are wrong in their political philosophies, their religious adherence, and in their moral values, but who have the openness to listen, the goodwill to change. But I have absolutely no respect for what a particular segment of our our public is doing right now when they just want to destroy everything that we believe in. And they are vicious and they have got to see in us people who are going to call them out, who are going to even insult them like our Lord Jesus Christ did. It wasn't like he didn't know he was insulting them. First of all, he knows everything. Second, the lawyers who were taking offense told him, Teacher, you are insulting us also. Woe to you lawyers too! Because sometimes, brothers and sisters, in fact, a lot of times, in fact, an increasing number of times, here in our times right now, the people around us aren't going to get the message unless we are clear as crystal in what we are saying and explicit about it. Not beating, no beating around the bush. These are not times for beating around the bush. 
and for indirect discourse all the time, indirect discourse. Oh, maybe this is not a good idea that we should adopt critical race theory. Maybe this isn't such a great idea that we should be killing babies until birth. Maybe this is not such a great idea that we should have an open border. Maybe this is not a great idea that we should crush religious freedom and call it discrimination and force our fellow citizens, force them to violate their faith. You think people who do that, when they see us, because they see us smile at them and say, oh, I'm never going to say anything bad about you, are going to turn around and say, oh, oh but maybe, 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 maybe I should stop persecuting the faith. You think the people who hate America, who burn down our cities, who throw down statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, who indoctrinated our children, not only by telling them that our founding fathers were evil and that America is racist, but who bring drag queens into school or into the sanctuaries of the churches are going to turn around and because they see us with our hands folded, they're going to say, oh, I made a mistake. These people know who we are. They've heard our nice words and they've seen our smiles. But brothers and sisters, they are not going to turn around if we're just Mr. or Mrs. Nice Guy. No. These people need rebuke. Let's pray, and then I want to say a few more things about this. Father, we hear your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, taking clear aim at the people who were destroying any kind of notion of righteousness and holiness in his day. In fact, in another passage, Lord, we see him overturning the tables of the money changers who were turning the house of prayer into a den of thieves. Lord, your word says that you love those who hate evil. Lord God, we pray tonight that we might see evil, knowing how to interpret the signs of the times. That we, in confronting evil, might know how we have to respond as one who sets about to build a tower, making sure he has enough supplies or win over a bigger army coming against him. Lord, we ask for that prudence. And we ask for the courage to fight. To fight, to call out the evil that is around us and the evil that so many are intent on doing. Give us that grace. Lord, we pray for the conversion of everyone. We want no one to come to condemnation. And Lord, when people are ready to listen to us, we will talk. When they're ready to turn around in repentance, we will accept them. When they are ready to ask forgiveness for the harm they've done to us and to our values, we will forgive them. But Lord God, we also know those that are coming against us with absolutely unrepentant hearts, with hatred for what we, who we are and what we believe, and with a will to destroy. God, awaken us. Awaken your people. So that in recognizing who these people are, we may have a strong and vigorous response. We pray 
through Christ our Lord. Amen. So I ask you, those who attempted a coup of the United States of America against President Trump, who spied on his campaign, who made things up about him, who lied and lied again and instigated fake impeachment hoaxes, not even identifying the high crime or misdemeanor of which they were accusing him, who then went ahead and did it again, who then went ahead and started all kinds of of indictment proceedings and indicted him up in New York, again, without even naming the crime, who raided his home in Mar-a-Lago, again, without any specific explanation of what they were trying to do. You think... You think that by being nice to these people, if, if they're going to just turn around and say, oh, you know what? I, I really ought to support President Trump in 2024. You think the people who, look at what's going on with Target now with, the, with, the, with, 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 with partnering with a transgender designer who is a proud Satanist. You think these people are, are, are unaware of, 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 of who we are? And they're going to look at us being nice to them and say, oh, you people are so nice. And we're going to stop pushing transgender on our customers or on your kids. The people who want to mutilate your children without you knowing it? Look at this thing that happened in, in Indiana. It's coming up, actually, next week. An LGBTQ youth carnival in Indianapolis and they're saying to parents, oh, well, you can go tour the city. You're not welcome to come to the event. In other words, bring us your children and let us indoctrinate them. You go tour the city in the meantime. What do you think it's going to take to turn these people around? Obviously, the solution to everything is the intervention of the grace of God. But that's God's business. We are charged with a task of calling out these people. I'm not going to sit back and, and uh, it, it, you know, I'm sitting here tonight, and, and many of you know my story, how some of these cowards within the Catholic uh, uh, hierarchy actually dismissed me from the priesthood. And one of the, the, one of the excuses that they used, for they, they have thousands of excuses that they've used over the years for why they want to try to shut me up, and lo and behold, it hasn't worked. They say, oh, well, he said, uh, he said some un- unkind thing. He said some nasty things against Democrats and against uh, people who uh, disagree. Oh, he said some nasty things. You're darn right I said nasty things, and I'll say them again. Because these people are trying to destroy your children. They're trying to destroy our communities. They care nothing about law and order. They'll let the cities burn to the ground because that's what they want to do. They want to burn everything to the ground. Our American history, the right to life, our religious freedom, our southern border, our our, our respect in the international community. They want to destroy it all so that they can reconstruct, with them being in power now, a world globalist vision and, 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 and system of their own. They don't believe in the, in, the, in the traditional family. They don't believe there's such a thing as right and wrong. It's only about power. They don't believe in truth. 
So you don't sit back and smile and reason with these people. There's a lot of people who will listen to reason. We've got to be able to re- we got to be ready to reason with them. But we have to understand the enemy that we're facing. And, and then you've got this L.A. Dodgers nonsense going on. Okay, you heard about this. So they invite the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. How much respect do you think these people are going to have for your faith? Whether you're a Catholic or not, I know many of you are. But I want to say a word here about the failure of religious leaders including those who have come against me, but it's not that this is about me. They're doing this all across the country, all around the world. Failure of religious leaders to stand up and act like like, like the, most of them are, 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 are men in the, in the, in the uh, clergy and church leadership, to stand up and act like men and fight against this stuff. No, no, no. They want to act like uh, uh, wimps. No, we can't say anything that's going to get people angry. We can't say anything that's going to offend anybody. Aren't you sick and tired of this? Aren't we all sick and tired of this absolutely ineffective, non-existent response of the churches? They don't want to fight. That's the point I'm making tonight. Oh, Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, let's be nice and everybody's going to convert. They're going to be steamrolled, flattened to the ground is what's going to happen to them. And what is happening to them? And they're making fools of themselves and all the rest of us. Because they don't, they're afraid of not being nice. The drag, the, the, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, virulently anti-Catholic group of drag queens. So the LA Dodgers invite them to a Pride Night celebration. People are outraged. Marco Rubio said the sisters, quote-unquote, are men who dress in lewd imitation of Roman Catholic nuns. The group's motto is, go and sin some more. Oh, yeah. Oh, these people have a lot of respect for our moral values, right? Let's be nice to them. They say they, Their motto is, go and sin some more, a perversion of Jesus' command to go and sin no more. Do you believe that the Los Angeles Dodgers are being inclusive and welcoming to everyone by giving an award to a group of gay and transgender drag performers who intentionally mock and degrade Christians? So what happened was the Dodgers initially got the message, realized they went too far, and disinvited these groups, this group. But then... Let me read, this is Gary Bauer's update now. The LGBTQ mafia, okay, which is at war, he's using the right words here, okay, this is just reinforcing exactly what I'm saying, which is at war with religious liberty across America, pushed back, and the Dodgers decided that they couldn't stand against hairy-legged men dressed as nuns, and so they folded like a cheap suit. And in a statement recently released, the L.A. Dodgers offered their sincerest apologies. This is what I'm getting at. Oh, we got to be nice to the sisters of perpetual indulgence. We offer our sincerest apology. They're the ones that ought to be apologizing to us, whether we're Catholic or not. We offer our sincere apologies to the sisters of perpetual indulgence, the members of the LGBTQ plus community, and their friends and families. And they re-invited these anti-Catholic bigots to take their place on the field during our 10th annual Pride Night on June 16th. What in the world is this? We're talking about people in our country who are trashing our moral values, who are so corrupt that when they run government, they get 
FBI agents with drawn guns to, to go in front in the, in the early in the morning of, a, of the home of a man who peacefully prays in front of abortion facilities to save lives, and they point their guns at him and at his wife and children. We can go on and on here. I can tell those religious leaders, I can tell anybody in the public and any viewer who's here now or who might come here to this program, that if you expect me to sit back and be nice to all these different people and groups and enemies of ours, we <laughs> go find a different program to watch. You are not going to find here the beat around the bush kind of stupid nonsense that these cowards claiming to be leaders in, in many religious groups are exercising when not only they themselves can't seem to formulate the words that call out the evil uh, 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 and, and, and the stupidity, frankly, of the radical left. Not only can they not formulate the words, but they go a step further. And I've pointed it out on this program. I'll point it out again. You've got some bishops in the Catholic community. I have the letters. They send out these letters to their, to their, to their clergy in their churches that, they're, uh, that they are responsible to oversee. And you know what? The, well, I've got one of these letters. You know what it literally says? It says to the preachers, do not preach or talk about anything that will anger or divide the people of God. What? What? Are you kidding me? They never read the passages that we read here about Jesus, how he spoke to the Pharisees. They never read it. They never read, or maybe they read, and then they tore it out of their Bible, like the Satanists that you saw dancing around, tearing out the pages of the Bible. The religious leaders are doing that. If they think we always have to be Mr. Nice Guy, oh, no, 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 don't, no, don't, 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 don't say anything that's going to get anybody angry or insulted or divide people. These people are nuts. They're not leaders. They don't deserve to be leaders. You know why? Because they're not leading. We lead. Friends, when we point out clearly the difference between truth and falsehood, when we point out clearly the difference between good and evil, and in order to point out the difference between good and evil, and I'll finish here, we'll go back into prayer. In order to point out the difference between good and evil, my friends, you have to call good, good, and you have to call evil, evil. So I wanted to just give you an encouragement on this because I know you're already on the same page. And I'm just saying we have got to call out the forces among us that are trying to tamper us down. Because, you know, when we try to be too nice, what ends up happening, and we don't even realize that we're doing this, is that we are quelching, squelching within ourselves that fight that spirit and it's 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 part of being normal and human and healthy and sane if we are able to get angry at what we need to be getting angry about and push back 
always under control, always under the grace of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to pray for that right now. Always. Of course, we are not people of violence. We are not people of hate. But there are too many who think that if we get riled up like I am now, and we and we call stupid what is stupid, and we call evil what is evil, that somehow we're hateful, or we're divisive, or they throw us out of the priesthood. I've had enough of these people, absolutely enough of them, and they shouldn't be in leadership, and they should really shut their mouths until they learn a little bit better how you fight evil. For the defense of the faith, of innocent life, of freedom, and of America. Thank you. I see your comments. You're saying righteous anger. You're spot on. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. That's right. Because you know. The reason you know already what I'm saying is that you and I are drinking from the same spirit. The Holy Spirit of God inspired the prophets to denounce evil. It's the Spirit of Jesus Christ who says, Woe to you lawyers also. I know I'm insulting you. Woe to you too. Repent. Let's be strong. Let's be clear. Let's pray. Father, you are It's just so good to us. Lord, you do want all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth, and so do we. We are ready, Lord, to welcome those who come to truth. But, Lord, we can't welcome those who come to truth if it's a truth that we can't even name or proclaim. Open our mouths. Open our minds. Open our hearts to receive the courage that you gave to those apostles on the first Pentecost. The courage that you gave to the brave men and women that we honor on Memorial Day. Make us warriors for your truth. Let's pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, friends. If you want more of the kind of things I'm saying tonight, well, tune into our programs every night, every weeknight. We're here on Praying for America. And I have other broadcasts, too. Go to endabortion.tv, endabortion.tv, and you'll see other links and platforms and programs. And we're so grateful for your participation. My uh, social media address is frfrankpavone. That's frfrankpavone. Check it out. Follow me there. And uh, keep doing what you're doing to witness for God's kingdom and to work to save America. I appreciate you. Pray for you each day. Thank you, Right Side Broadcasting Network. Thank you, Getter, and all those that are sharing these broadcasts. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. God bless you all. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.